Hey everybody, I'm Jackson. And I'm Lauren. And this is Who It Up, the Mass Singer Podcast. And welcome to our very first episode of Who Is That? Who it up? I, sorry, I thought we weren't doing that. The Mass Singer Podcast. You, you, you lied to me. I'm Jackson. I'm Lauren. And we're here to talk about The Mass Singer. The, the Fox best show. The best show on television right now. Mark Absolutely. my words. <laughs> uh, so this show is produced by Fox. It is starting its fourth season next week. Yes, uh, so this is actually our second podcast. So yes. uh, our first podcast, The Green Light, we read new plays and screenplays and interviews the writers. Uh, super cool. So check that out if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but we got plug. the idea for this because we have a segment called Detours where we talk about, you know, new things that we've watched, like shows, movies, or things we've read. And since season four is starting soon, we were like, we want to talk about The Green Light, but we don't want to talk about it or every Or The Mass Singer. We want to talk about The Mass Singer. Mm, yes, we want to talk about The Mass Singer. <laughs> But That's yeah, I, I mean, we're going to be tempted to talk about it every week unless we have another outlet like this to talk about it every week. Correct. And we don't know if our audience for uh, the green light is going to totally vibe with that. But we figure if you're listening to this, you do you better, vibe with that. You better vibe. So every we week, on once the show starts, once, of course, season four of The Masked Singer starts, we're yes. going to be here talking about the performances, all of the masks, mm-hmm. uh, some celebrity guest rumors and what our guesses are. And, and of course, we have some fun things planned, too. It's not just going to be recap. Yeah. It's not just recap. We have a f- some, some segments, if you will, planned. Uh, for instance, do you want to give him a teaser as to what one of our segments is going to be? Yeah. We're going to rank Nick Cannon's outrageous outfits yes, every we week. I don't know what scale we're going to rate them on. We'll have to we'll figure, figure that out. out. Something Mask Singer themed, maybe. Maybe. That could you be get, fun. You get three masks. How many masks can you get? We'll see, Nick Cannon. I don't know. Show something to us. <laughs> Show it to us, Nick. <laughs> All right. Uh, but for Break now, our scale. we wanted to give you all a little taste of what we're about with recap episodes of the first three seasons. Yes. And all of those recaps are out now, so if you're listening to this, the other two are out right now you can find immediately them wherever you found this one you can just binge who is that uh for the rest of your day evening morning commute wherever you're listening to this yeah. so let's jump into it uh, first i think we should start with sort of how we got into the mass singer sort for of sure. sort of our own personal journeys with the mass singer uh-huh. um do you want to go first um well i will say it might be good for you to go first just because um true. So, because why, full disclosure. Lauren? Because why? Uh, I did not actually start watching the show until season two. Sheesh. And I Get watched her. all of season one today. Boo this woman. Boo. Before we recorded this, Boo. in preparation to record this, I watched all of season Boo. one today. So it no, is yeah. fresh. Lauren's a trooper. Lauren is a trooper with this one. <laughs> Nine so, episodes. Yeah. So I first started watching this actually my senior year of college. I am now a 23-year-old. I am, I guess... A year and a half, roughly, out of college. A year and like a month or two. But anyways, so started watching this. Let me tell you, when I first heard about the premise of this show called The Masked Singer, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's so dumb. This again? This again, reality television? You're gonna throw this in my face? (laughs) No thanks. I don't want to do it. But some of my friends had started watching it and they're like, no, this is good. And I'm like, "Uh, whatever, I'll try it. I was hooked. 
I watched one episode of The Mass Singer and I knew immediately <laughs> this was for me. And it was it's just good. It's like so it, good. it has all of the elements of a singing competition show like an American Idol, like a uh, X Factor, what what have you. But it also has the draw of guessing celebrities like using clues and fun things to get answers. That's my vibe. That's for my sure. vibe. And well, I love that. And I also just really appreciate the like costume visual set design element yes. of this oh, as yeah. well. That's a that's another really cool aspect of yeah, this. Yeah, well because of course like each song has a different set or, you know, visuals visual aspects, lighting, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But each character also has a kind of a specific signature with their music choices, you know, the color scheme, whatever. Um yeah, so, I mean, there are just so many reasons to love this show. Oh, yeah, so um, many. So then uh, Lauren and I actually moved out here uh, about a, a little over a year ago now, actually. Yeah, it was a year ago for me yesterday, yes. September 13th. Congratulations, when Lauren. When we're recording this. So, yeah, so we moved out here. I was like, hey, y'all got to watch this show around the time when season two was starting. They were like, nah, I don't think we will. And I was like, no, nah, y'all got to watch the show. When did we say, nah, I don't think we will? Listen, I'm embellishing for the podcast, Lauren. I'm embellishing. I think that means you're a they liar. Said, they said, nah. I said, yeah, do it. And then okay. we're here starting a podcast, Lauren and I, because we both love The Mass Singer so, so very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's it as far as journeys. Did you have anything to talk about with your journey? Um, anything in addition you'd like to add? Not really. Only thing I'd like to add is that um, if you ever see someone tap dancing as part of their number in The Mass Singer... It's definitely me. That would be so fun, Lauren. That no, would be that's so something fun I, if you like, get the chance I to go on the definitely want to do. Because I think, like, especially for in the, in the earlier part of the season when like you're not necessarily competing against the best singers on the show. Yeah, I think it would be you really fun to, to be that. like, yeah, you have room to be like, okay, I'm not gonna like do any kind of powerhouse vocals, you know, for this part. You gotta say, I'm it. gonna, you yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at that point, you can afford to be like, oh, I'm gonna show off my versatility, but maybe not sing as much yeah. because I would be out of breath. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But without further ado, let's jump into it. Let's, let's jump go. into our season one recap. We're gonna start off with just some specs about the show. So yeah. first season was a nine, technically 10 episode season because the last one's a double episode, whatever. Airing from January 2nd, 2019 to February 27th, 2019. So barely two months. Yeah. Which is crazy. Wow. Uh, Nick Cannon was, was the host, as he still is. Nicole Scherzinger, Ken Jong, Jenny McCarthy, and Robin Thicke were the panelists. Yes. So this was actually the highest rated unscripted TV series since The X Factor in 2011. Wow. In its first season. Which is wild, right? People, yeah. People saw The Masked Singer... They might have gone through the same journey that I did of like, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. And then they latched Definitely, on. Definitely, yeah. They latched on and they didn't let go. Well, it's funny too, because I never really watched X Factor except for 2011. <laughs> well, see, there so you go. That was that its actually, first season? Maybe. It probably, it probably must have been. That seems right. Yeah. That seems right. Anywho, so uh, obviously there were 12 contestants. And yeah. so we're, Lauren's going to give those to you in order of how they got out. How they were... Yeah. Well, actually, deleted. these are in reverse. I just realized on here, but yes. that's okay. Um, so first to be eliminated was the hippo, who was Antonio Brown. And as a Steelers fan, I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is uh, the season when he just didn't show up for half of our games. Yeah. I guess this is where he was. Yeah. All right. He was busy, Lauren. Yeah. Um, highest rated show on TV. And then Pineapple was Tommy Chung. Deer was Terry Bradshaw, also a former Steeler. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Poodle was Margaret Cho. Unicorn was Tori Spelling. Raven was Ricky Lane. Is that Ricky Lake? 
Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I looked slight, at that name and I was like, wait a minute, there. <laughs> that's Ricky wrong. Ricky Lane, who is that? <laughs> Ricky Lake, yeah. Yeah, uh, Alien was Latoya Jackson, Lion was Rumor Willis, Rabbit was Joey Fatone, uh, B was Gladys Knight, Peacock was Donny Osmond, and Monster was T-Pain. Yes, our eventual winner, of course, T-Pain. Yeah, the shocker so, of the season. Yeah, exactly. So in a bit, we're going to get to... Who was who we thought was robbed? Who stayed on too long? Favorite performances, favorite costumes. But yada, right now, yada, yada. we're just gonna talk about like overall how the show went competition wise, and just overall notes about the show. So, I did want to say first off, we kind of talked about it. Two Steeler football players. That's kind of wild. Yeah, like you have so many different athletes to choose from, and you did and you were two like, from the same sport Steelers. and the same team. <laughs> it's so wild. Well, yeah. This well, is I also believe Terry Bradshaw played for other teams as well. Like I don't yeah, think he was with sure. the Steelers his whole career. He was with the, he won like four Super Bowls with them. Well, I he think. did, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like more towards the beginning he, of his career. Sure, I think he sure. did switch around some other teams. Very I could be possible. wrong. Very possible. But it's also wild. Uh, for those of you not super familiar with Antonio Brown, uh, he's no longer in the playing. He's in the had a NFL, bit of a, a slip and sliding playing. career the past couple of years. He has he has uh, not necessarily as much in the public eye anymore. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, he uh, well again right around when this mass singer season happened that was, was like kind of around the time that yeah that was basically the the decline going downhill the decline yeah. of antonio brown began with getting yeah. out in the first week of the mass singer uh i actually in re-watching his performance how was he not like the gronk of this season i thought he sounded better than gronk i thought he, I thought he had a similar vibe to gronk i was honestly surprised he got eliminated the first season what changed or first episode from January 2019 to February 2020 that caused the world to be more accepting of Rob Gronkowski as the white tiger than Antonio Brown as the hippo. Well, I gotta the say, Rob Gronkowski know. is a much more lo- lovable guy than Antonio Brown, I think. Especially because at this point, Antonio Brown was already kind of shirking everything. And he also was not as recognizable as Rob Gronkowski in terms of vocals. I get, I definitely not recognizable like, in I terms of Like, I would not have vocals. guessed Antonio Brown if I hadn't already known that Antonio Brown was on the season. No, that's, that's very fair. That's very fair. I just felt like they had similar vibes. I get it. Gronk is a little more charming, especially looking back on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so. So, so that is what I wanted to say about that. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw also, crazy thing. Um, so just in case you didn't know this, because I guess Jackson didn't know this. I mean, growing up in a Steeler household, this was like somewhere in the back of my mind. But Terry Bradshaw has released albums. Like he's yeah, released I did not know music. That. And, he, you know, he's not like going to go like platinum to or anything. I show that when he was on The Best Singer, but I don't know if he did, Lauren. I thought, I thought his vocals were like, okay. His like when he did fine. country music, he his, sounded good. Yeah, his, and that's the music he's released. Once again, in his wheelhouse, he was fine. I was honestly surprised. Now, I will say, I missed... I didn't watch episodes like one and two as they aired of season one whenever I was mm-hmm. originally watching it. So I knew that it was Terry Bradshaw because I had been told that by some of my friends. But here, looking back on it, hearing it again, that's so Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I grew up watching uh, Fox NFL Sunday. I've heard that voice many a Sunday morning while waiting in anticipation for a Panthers yeah. game. <laughs> that man was Terry Bradshaw yeah. through and through. But, but yeah, well, it was also okay. funny, too, because, you know, when he got unmasked, he was like, "I, you guys were saying I wasn't a professional singer. How yeah. dare yeah, you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw was very hurt by the, yeah. judges, by the judges' ranking of him. But that's okay. Uh, next, uh, Joey Fatone. Now, I know we have differences on how we thought Joey Fatone did. Yeah. But what is undoubtedly true is he brought our real, like, first, like, character. 
Like, he, yeah. he became the asylum rabbit, if you will, that yeah. his costume was built around. It was definitely, he had the most, that character, I guess, had the most specific personality. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that helped him necessarily. Like, I don't know if Do he... Do you think it hurt him? Well, I don't think it hurt him, but I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that, that, that he would have, like not gone as far as he did if he hadn't done that character. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. It was something specific about him. I thought it was cool. It I think added there were a, also a little... some characters like, you know, the monster who like, I don't know. It's like he didn't have any crazy acting things, but at the same time, yeah. T-Pain is just such a fun, playful guy God, that the character really matched. T-Pain in that monster costume was so Unstoppable. adorable. So, so adorable. He had yeah. like the claw hands. He, and uh, one thing I loved about T-Pain, and we're moving into talking about the finale, obviously T-Pain was the winner. Yay. Peacock runner-up and Gladys Knight as the B was third. But one thing that I loved about T-Pain is he altered his, I mean, probably not him specifically, but his costume was altered for different performances. Yeah. Like when he sang Stay With Me and he had on that little monster little tuxedo. Outfit. And he and had he, like his he, hair, he his combed his hair. Combed. It was so cute. It was, it was, it was great. And I think that just adds another layer to performance. Yeah. That I think is so huge on this show because I think this, this proves that you have to sort of be very much all around, an all around performer Definitely. to win in this show. Uh, in my opinion, I thought Gladys Knight was the best singer. Donny Osmond was the best sort of technical performer, but the best overall and by far the most heart was T-Pain. Yeah. And I think that's exactly why he won. Well, and I think after watching the finale, I think Gladys Knight should have been the runner up as opposed to third place. Yeah. Um, I think just going off those final performances. Yeah, I agree going with you. off those performances alone, you. like yeah. we are, we we do talk about. You know, we will talk about later on how a lot of times the people in the audience have only seen those performances because a lot and, of times you know yeah. the season hasn't aired yet or anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, a lot of times the people voting do only have those performances to go on, and yeah. I think solely based on that, it should have been Gladys yeah. Knight in second place. No disrespect to Donnie. Donnie is a legend of sure. a performer. He's great. But truthfully, I thought his best performance was in episode one when he did The Greatest Show from I The Greatest agree. Showman. Even though I will never see The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Lauren just has, for I think no reason, just a hatred for The P. Greatest Showman. P.T. Barnum was such an awful guy. P.T. Barnum was an awful guy. I don't think... You can't debate that. The, the movie does not necessarily only show him in a good light, though, I will say. But I understand it's still... You have to sympathize with him because it's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's the best. Whatever. But, yeah... Peacock, he was in his element there. He was doing that musical theater, Definitely. very showy song. And I think when he went away from that, obviously his vocals were always strong, but I don't think it captured it as well as it was in the first episode. Which, also speaking of that first episode, Monster was almost eliminated. Which like, is he did not win his initial in his battle. first episode, he did Don't Stop Me Now, and the person he was against was the unicorn. I don't remember what she did, but I remember I saw her and I was like... You know, not that she was an awful singer, yeah. but compared to everyone else, especially on the first episode, because I mean, a lot of the people like Peacock and Monster were in that first episode. There were a lot of people who made it really far in the first episode. Yeah. So Unicorn, like no offense to Tori Spelling, but like she did not really compare at all, I think to as, monster. as the episode or the season continued, I think that was clear. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean because she did eventually get eliminated, and monster she should have gotten eliminated sooner. T Pain, T Pain won. But yeah, but I, the fact that they won, uh, that that unicorn won that initial face off against wild. the monster it's is so insane. Wild. I 
And, I like, pers- Monster blew me away his first performance, so... I personally think that just adds to his overall arc. Like, For that's, sure. that's the beginning of the championship DVD right there. You see Monster, d- close up on Monster's face, you hear the audio of, and the winner is Unicorn! Monster, we'll see you in the final round where you have to fight for or your life. like, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah. that's the start of the championship video. Monster then goes on to win the championship, hold the crown above his head, boom. Be like, screw Full you, arc. Unicorn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but like, um... I will say one thing that they added in subsequent seasons that I liked was mm-hmm. that, and I was, I was, I guess I expected to see it in this first season, is like they they had face offs of two people, and then yeah. it went down to the final three, and rather than having them perform again, they just did a vote. They just did a yeah. Whereas a in like season two, especially when it got down to those final two or three people, they would have little like individual showdowns where they just perform for like thirty seconds or something, Smackdowns, and then have a vote. Yeah, they called them SmackDowns because SmackDown was coming back to Fox. It was that's true. <laughs> the, the wrestling show SmackDown, true. and they they hopped on that opportunity yeah. to. Uh, advertise for it but yeah you had a couple other notes about overall notes before we get into more specific stuff Uh, yes i did um yeah it was funny that uh, jenny mccarthy thought joey fatone was her husband that's hilarious the rabbit was her husband i i am so (laughs) waiting for them to actually bring donnie Wahlberg on this show or even like if uh someone guessed mariah carey at one point i think in season two and she was not in season two which would have been insane i i need that to happen i really need need that to happen Just to see Nick Cannon's face. Anyways, yes. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. Like um, uh, you, you also made a note of like how they really helped the singers with backup vocals. They this, really did this season, and I think I think you're right. No, yeah. Well, because especially since I watched season two and three first, and you know, season two, like I think even more as the show has progressed into season three. Yeah, they've really left the vocals bare bones, so you can hear the person really well, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whatever. And I think in season one, strip it down, probably trying to get you know to get people to come on who maybe didn't want to embarrass themselves sure um they probably gave them the option to have like the original vocals of the song or like just really heavy backup vocals in the background that they could almost hide behind i noticed that on antonio brown's i noticed that on antonio brown a lot i also noticed that on unicorn i noticed that on alien yeah um just like a lot of the people who weren't necessarily the best singers another thing that i noticed that that we talked about a little bit they're much meaner the the panelists they were a lot meaner, meaner and a lot dirtier on this season. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, no, because it was especially if you know, because if it was someone who wasn't necessarily a super confident, strong performer, they'd be like, yeah. you know, wow, you had so much presence, you had so much fun. Sure, up there. go easy um, on them. Yeah, they went easy on them. But you know, at one point, like. Uh, the Peacock did, I don't remember what the song was, but it wasn't as like high energy and like showy as a lot of his other yeah. stuff. It didn't really show him off. And I was kind of saying to Jackson, like, oh, I feel like that wasn't a great choice for him. And then um, Nicole and Robin yeah. were like, that was not a good choice for you. Why did you do that? You yeah. know? <laughs> really laying they were pretty hard on him. to Donny yeah. Osmond there. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, first season of a show, play fast and loose. Then yeah. when they, I'm, I'm sure they realized it got more popular. They're like, okay, we need to They're round like, out these edges a little bit. They're like, if we want people to be bit. on the show like to agree to come on the show yeah we don't want to be mean to them that and like you said with the a little more risque comments that they allowed in season one makes it more family friendly for more people season two and three especially now i feel like in 
quarantine, they're probably going to try to really make it family friendly. Yeah. Because you're going to have a bunch of families sitting down and watching this show together. Absolutely. So, like, I, I think they're probably going to stick more to that this upcoming season as well. Um, yeah. Another thing I, I just made a note about yeah, that I thought was yeah. interesting. Um, I noticed that there were some non-consecutive episodes that were definitely shot on the same day. Based on Because the panelists were wearing all the same outfits. Yeah. So, like, you know, there was one. I mean, I never really noticed with men because men's clothes all look the same. But um, at one point, I think it was episode four or five. And and then episode seven when Nicole and Jenny, I noticed, were wearing the same outfits. Yeah. And I was like, you know, because I could definitely see them shooting multiple episodes in the same day if they were consecutive. But I just thought it was super weird that they were they were not consecutive. So I don't know if maybe they did do like, you know, five, six and seven on the same day and they just like switched outfits. So hoping people wouldn't notice. I I have a feeling. But then why not do three different outfits? Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling it has a lot to do with like celebrity schedules. And I'm sure. I think it's just weird to do non-consecutive ones, not knowing who's going to get eliminated. Yeah, I guess that that's was my true. big thing. Because well, some of the people were on like common ones. Yeah, but, for sure. But yeah, just a weird thing I noticed. Yeah. Alrighty, those are all of our overall notes. Now we're going to move on into more specific. Lauren, who was robbed? Lion. Lion was definitely robbed. Lion was so robbed. And it's it's hard because looking at the overall season, you're like, okay. If Lion would have gone further, she would have had to been in the finale. She would have had to replace someone in the finale. Yes. And so it's like, I understand why the three were chosen for the finale, but Rumor Willis has a voice. She has yeah. some poips, man. She some, has some, some poips. Voice? Some okay. poips. Pipes, for yes. those of you who don't yeah. understand. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, like, she's, she's a dancer, and she even said when she was revealed, like, one of the reasons I wanted to go on the show was so people would know that I can sing too. And like yeah. she did play Roxy on in Chicago on Broadway. She did. Obviously, she's well known for being Bruce Willis and Demi Moore's daughter. Yes. Um, but yeah, but she wanted she to make a name for incredible. herself. Nothing about daddy. Nothing about That's mommy. Right. Well, I mean, even it's Ken about Jog rumor. was like Ken Jog was like, from now on, if I see a Bruce Willis movie, I'm going to be like, "That's Lion's Dad." Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's like that's why this show is so great. Yeah. Right? Because, like, it gives people who are known for one thing, who are segmented into a single thing, and it's like, oh, I never think of them anything else. And right. now shows them off in a whole new light, get to reinvigorate a career. It's great. Mass Singer, you do a service to yeah. society, mostly well, to celebrities. Yeah. But. <laughs> but, you know, there were a lot we of people on it. this season specifically that said, you know, like they were from famous families, like Latoya Jackson, Latoya you know, Jackson, Rumor Willis. Rumor Willis. Um, let me scroll back up to the list and see if there are more. Maybe that's it. I mean, like, Donny Osmond kind of, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Donny Os- the Osmond family is pretty famous. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I do feel like Donny Osmond is pretty independently famous. Yeah, for but, sure. But you know, it's just like, there are a lot of people who can't really get behind the fame of their family. Yeah. Yeah. So, for you sure. know, yeah, this kind of gives people like Rumor Willis the opportunity for that. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. I have no opinions on this next one, but I know you okay. do. Uh, who should have gone home sooner? Yeah, my only thing for this is Unicorn, to be honest. Well, because it's just like, I feel like if Unicorn had not lost that first face-off, or had not won that first face-off with Monster, she could have gone home the first episode. Yeah. And, like, she went home before Deer, which I did not think she should have. Or, sorry, Deer went home before her. Yes. And I think it should have been reversed. Like, she just stayed on a little longer than I thought she should have. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, for me, this season, and it might be just because it's further away in my mind. Now, granted, I did watch... Or I did watch slash listen to every single performance today while working. So it's not like I was totally focused, but I, I re-listened and it's like, I don't have strong opinions on this. I, I have strong opinions on many other things, but this one is like, eh, people went home. It's fine. 
Whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was really Meh. the only one I had problems Meh. with. There were definitely more in season two and three. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Who surprised you unmasking? So I have to say there weren't a <laughs> lot of surprises You knew like half of them me. before. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like T-Pain was probably the biggest surprise for most people, but because yes. I already knew T-Pain was the monster and the monster won, I was that like, that was a big one. And, you know, a lot of the ones that I didn't know were people that I just didn't really know, know you know, general. like, yeah. um, like Tori Spelling. I yeah. didn't really know. Yeah. Um, I will say Margaret Cho never even crossed my mind as yeah. Poodle. Yeah. I just like, it just did not occur to me. For sure. For sure. Um, I, yeah. on the other hand, had a whole lot of surprises <laughs> when I watched this the first time. The only reason I had a hint that the monster was T-Pain was because I remember they had a clue about something being on a boat. And he has that famous song with the Lonely Island. Oh, the, I'm, on, I'm a boat. on a boat. You're right. Yeah. So, I didn't even think about that. Other than that, I had no clue. Because... T-Pain is known for using auto-tune. At least before right. this, he was so known for using auto-tune. So you wouldn't think that he would have like this incredible voice. Incredible Especially voice. Especially because he got so much flack for using auto-tune, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And once again, that's part of why his journey is so incredible on this season, yeah. is because he was able to break out of that mold. But yeah, I, I really had no idea. And I think it there's uh, a big testament to the fact that none of the panelists guessed that it was T-Pain. No, no one. None of them The only did. person who guessed was Nick Cannon. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick Cannon, who seemed to have a, like a personal relationship with him yeah so it sort of makes sense that he knew but yeah i had no idea of t-pain besides our on a boat clue but other than that it was it was pretty wild i guess i don't know his tiny desk concert came out before this season came out i think and if, if you haven't seen t-pain's tiny desk concert if you don't know tiny desk concert npr does this uh series on yeah. youtube where it's like they bring uh singers in and do sort of like stripped down versions of their songs yeah and so t-pain's Tiny Desk Concert is legendary. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's great. But, so I guess if you had that, you'd probably know his sort of natural voice. But, yeah. otherwise, but I still actually don't know the timeline. So this could have come first, that could have come first, yeah. whatever. Um, Lion was a surprise for me, just because yeah, I, mean, I thought I just, it would be another singer. Yeah, I thought for sure it was someone who was more of a singer. Yeah. Like, more of a well-known singer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then Peacock a little bit. For, yeah. for uh, most of the season, I thought it was Neil Patrick Harris. I knew... The voice didn't sound like Neil Patrick Harris. I know, Lauren. I know. <laughs> but so many of the clues also apply to, like, Neil Patrick Harris. Partially well, because true. he they and Donny like, Osmond an have similar thing. backgrounds. Like, there was a rainbow flag that was yes. actually about Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. There was a lot about, like, you know, starting young in show business and, yeah. you know, uh, Neil Patrick Harris did. Obviously, the stuff to uh, the references to being on stage, both of them have long uh, storied stage careers. So it's like, you know, they have a lot of overlapping and I was like, ah, maybe it's in PH, but mm -hmm. it was not, it was Donnie Osmond. Yeah. So. I will say I was really proud of myself because I did guess this one and I don't guess them very often without <laughs> outside help. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren had hit that on the nose. Yeah. But yeah, with Peacock, like one of the very first things he said is that like, it's probably been a while since your mom had a poster of me or like something like that. Yes. Um. So in my head, before he started singing, I was like, maybe it's somebody like Bon Jovi. Maybe it's somebody like... You know, I, I had guessed um, because of the hand gestures and also the voice, maybe like Michael Crawford or someone else who's played Phantom and Phantom of the Opera. Because um, Michael Crawford was, was really popular around the sure. time Phantom of the Opera came out. Sure. Um, but he then, was on you know, cereal boxes, you I tell eventually me. started thinking about because we recently watched Mulan and then I played I'll Make a Man Out of You for Jackson, I started hearing the voice and I was like, this person saying I'll Make a Man Out of You, this is Donny Osmond. Yep. 
And so there we go. <laughs> I'll give you a hint, folks. Which of the two of us also played that character in a stage production? <laughs> it's not me. It's not yeah. me, the one you might think. That's it's me. Lauren. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jackson. Captain Shane. I can't get away from it. <laughs> yes, Captain. Happy to do whatever you say, Captain. <laughs> Anywho, what was one of your favorite performances of the season, Lauren? Uh, so... I know, yeah, I guess two of the ones that uh, you don't have on our list here is um, oh. two of the ones from The Lion I really, really liked. Uh, California Dreamin' and I'm Feeling Good. Or I, Feeling, just Feeling Good. Oh, you do have Feeling Good on there. the list. Never mind. Um, but yeah, Lauren I really like, Calif- like California. Oh. <laughs> I really I like California Dreamin' as well. Yeah, um, no, both of those really showed off her vocals. Well, and especially, you know, in in her clue package before California Dreamin', uh, there was kind of a, a flashback, I guess, from the last episode of Nicole yeah. saying, I don't think you're a professional singer. So that was her showing off <laughs> her and being motivation. like, I can sing. Yeah. And she, she can. She put that one up in the locker room, slapped it every day before practice. and <laughs> was like, I'm going to show Nicole. <laughs> I am going to show her. She had her pinned to a dartboard. Like. Yeah, exactly. She had Nicole taped to a glass. And every time she sings, she would shatter it. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. I know you had you're Stay shattered. With Me by T-Pain on there, yes. which was, of Ooh. course, an incredible performance best performance of season one by far yeah I agree. hands down by far you can't convince me otherwise and if you say otherwise you're you're incorrect but i also really really love his very first performance um which was don't stop me now yeah that was incredible yeah i really loved uh i don't wanna be and he did that like really high note at the end on me yeah and that was really really good yeah. um american woman i also really liked his version of it. he had that leather jacket that said american monster on the yeah. back i love yeah. that too. once again his his costume accessories touches. were fantastic and like obviously he probably did not make those accessories but i'm yeah. sure he had a hand in suggesting them well, and good and, on him for that and from what the uh panelists say a lot of the times it's like they talk about how the the contestants do have a uh, they do have a, a say and yeah. a, like sort of in and, the songs and, and T-Pain even talks about how sort of the inspiration behind him wanting to be like the monster mask per se yeah. so it's uh it's really cool with that yeah, yeah. he also, also has some poips um I love rock and I'll roll stop was that, not one of my favorite performances that he did but that was another one where he kind of changed his look and just yeah. I don't know the like I just would not expect someone like T-Pain to do a Joan Jett and the Blackheart song. And yet so that he was did, pretty cool. And he did it well. Yeah. Uh, also, we talked about Greatest Show by the Peacock. I thought that was his best performance. I agree. Uh, first, first performance of the entire series uh, was, I thought, his best performance. Um, there were a couple from The Rabbit. Uh, there were two that I actually want to talk about. Wake Me Up, I don't think was his strongest vocal performance, but I thought the set was really cool. Do you remember Which that? was that? It was, uh, it's the Avicii song. Uh, Avicii Aloe Black. Don't wake me up when oh, it's oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah. over. It, it, it's like the it I had saw like wake the me levels. up and I was like, wake me up, wake <laughs> me up. <laughs> yeah, wake up. No, yeah. And I was Slightly like, I different. don't think he did that. No, yeah. But I thought uh, his vocals, especially at the end, were really strong on that one. But I really liked the overall performance and the the set of it. Yeah. And my girl, which I love that song, and I think I, I like think the he did it. My girl. I think he did I it think really it was well. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then uh, the final one for me is What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, Gladys Knight, 
that's such beat. in her wheelhouse. Yeah, that is so that good. is a perfect it was a, song for she her. She was definitely she, did it she chose really good songs for she herself. Did. She did. Like and she did Chandelier. Yeah. I was like, okay. That is something that I think does get overlooked sometimes. Song choice makes a huge difference for sure for for a lot of people. Once again, that was some of the criticism that Donny Osmond have, and you know, to a certain extent, you want to branch out and show that you can do a lot of things, especially show that you're not just a a, a one note wonder, if you yeah. will. But I think. If you do that, you also have to know what you can do. You have to know your limitations. Right. And if you pick a bad song, you could be out that week. Yeah. You could be out. Yeah. Well, pick I mean, you songs. know, and that's something that, like, Thingamajig had trouble with. And yes. I think that's also... In our upcoming season two I mean, preview. it definitely speaks to the fact that, like, Gladys Knight said pretty early in the season, because they asked her, like, when did you start singing what decade? And she said the 50s. Yeah. Well, and it's just, like, the her... Her ability to choose songs that were perfect for herself, her ability to fool us into thinking she was someone like Chaka Khan, Dionne Warwick, yeah. Patti LaBelle, who all appeared on later episodes yes, or correct. later seasons. <laughs> correct. Um, you know, she she played the show very well. She did. She did. Props to you, Gladys Knight. Yeah. You were a you were a show player. Should have been runner-up. Been runner-up. In this hill. I agree. I can I can get behind that. Donnie, we love you, but Gladys, a legend in her own right. Alrighty, now we're on to our last segment, our favorite masks. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I love the lion mask. I like the lion mask. I know although, you have. Well, so I think it's really cool. It looks very bedazzled. Yeah. But because it's so sparkly, it's kind of hard to look at it. Like, I didn't realize till several episodes in that she has that kind of cage dress. And yeah. I also think that mask is just not as, like... It just doesn't have the personality that something like the monster mask has. Sure. Yeah. You know, like you, I thought it was gorgeous, you weren't really though. it was gorgeous, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like I do feel like on this show, like trying to put heart into your your music and being yeah. able to connect with the audience through your mask. For sure. Is for something sure. that is much more achievable for someone like the monster, yeah. you know. I agree. I agree. But overall yeah. aesthetic, I love that. I was also a fan of the rabbit. I thought his costume was really cool, and I, I thought, thought it was he, interesting. I thought he played into it really well, which is he probably, did. excuse me, which is probably why I liked it. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Peacock was cool. Peacock, Peacock flashy. Was cool. Although I will say, once I saw those furry feathery pants, I could not look away. <laughs> Just only on the pants. Yeah, <laughs> they're furry. They're feathery. <laughs> kind of yeah. weird. I wonder what like fabric. Were they like actual feathers? You think like I don't the, think so. the feeling of feathers? Well, it, yeah, it was probably like. Faux, like that kind of, you know, really thin feathery material. Mm. That doesn't seem fun. No. <laughs> I don't like that They probably anymore. are hot. I take yeah. it back. Peacock, you're out. No, I'm well, they were kind of like great. flare pants, too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, monster for cuddliness, yeah. as we've talked about. It was it was an adorable mask. Well, and he also just, like, used that costume both in outfits, but at one point he did a dance thing where he would kind of do these little squats, yeah. so it looked like he had no legs. And you can't see his legs. That's yeah. great. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I liked both the raven and the deer because they were kind of spooky. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I liked the deer mask better than the raven mask. Yeah, I flip flop back and forth. Yeah, on on which one I liked more, but yeah, I, I liked them both. I thought they were they yeah. were spooky, fun and spooky. Deer gave me um Eric Rowan of WWE vibes. Yes, absolutely, because he has like the animal gas mask kind of deal. What percent of the mass singer audience overlaps with the WWE audience? I have no idea. I would believe you if you said 90%, and I would believe you if you, if you said 5 I am going <laughs> to guess 7.2. I think it's low. I would be I think it's probably lower. pretty low. 3.3. But at the same time, there are a lot of kids that watch That's WWE. True. That's a good and point. And I'm sure there are a lot of kids that, that watch The Masked Singer, especially in that. seasons 2 and 3. Okay, I'll bump mine up to 9.635. 
Overlapping I'll stand alliances. by that. Okay. okay. That is the official who is 9. that stance right. on the overlap between the Mass Singer and WWE. Yeah. Uh, that's all we have. Uh, do you have that's any final thoughts, Lauren? Um, you know, I watched all this today. It's still swimming. Yep. It's still fresh. But it was a great time. I mean, yeah. I really, we watched so many shows in between seasons three and four of The Mass Singer. And I don't know why it never occurred to us to go back and watch season one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, I, I had seen season one already. Right, you had. So but I, would, I, mean, I wasn't really pushing for Most of the other people in the house. But no, yeah. yeah, for sure. But now we've both seen it. Now we both yeah. know. Now you have all of our thoughts rattling around our brains. Lauren's for the past hour and a half. Mine for the past <laughs> year and a half. So... Coming up next, and you can just keep on listening. Keep on Keep rolling. on listening. He's going to be our season two recap. So stick around for that on Who Did It? The Mass Singer, Singer Podcast. Podcast.